0: Storehouse Dallas. Lord, we thank you for this verse. We thank you, God, that you are infusing faith and perseverance into our hearts today. We thank you, God, that we can come to you right now. And thank you, Lord, for the word of God that is true. We declare that you are faithful this morning. We declare, God, that there is none that is true but is you, that every man is a liar, but God is true. And every situation in front of us is a lie, but everything that God's word says is true. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. So just to remind us a little bit of a couple of weeks ago, we talked from Mark chapter 4 about the four different soils. And those four different soils are four different types of people that receive seed. And if we remember, if you can, I can help jog your memory a little bit, that the seed in Mark chapter 4 is a symbol of the word. Let's try that again. The seed in Mark chapter 4 is a symbol of the word. Very good. So four different types of people, all four types hear the word of the Lord, all of them. Same message, same promise of God, same sermon, same conference speaker, same this, same that. All of them heard the same thing, but only one produces fruit. Only one. And there was one thing that this fourth group did that the other three groups did not do. They heard it, but they also, do you remember, accepted it understood accepted it they heard the word God you spoke to me I'm hearing the good news of the kingdom I'm hearing about Jesus I'm hearing about freedom I'm he- hearing about uh, forgiveness and breakthrough and and they hear it and they accept it yes God your word is true. And the other three groups, they are looking at what's in front of them. They are looking at the natural circumstance, and they hear the word of God. They hear the word of the Lord, but it comes, and the disappointment, the cares, the worries, the desires for other things, they choke up, they dry up, and they, the enemy takes away that word. But those who hear and those who accept are those who produce fruit. So Hebrews 6 tells us this. Well, how do I how do I get faith? How do I how do I accept it? Things are difficult when I see this situation in front of me. I'm having a hard time accepting God's word. How do I cultivate faith in my heart? Well, Hebrews chapter 6 says, "Imitate those, imitate people who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised." So, here's the main point I want to make to you today. Because Hebrews gives us the clue. The Hebrew says go in faith and perseverance. But but I want to be more specific and say what we've got to do to make it in the long haul. What we've got to do to be accepting God's word in the midst of what we're seeing in front of us is we've got to do this. We've got to be strengthened in our faith by continuing to accept with our words the word of the Lord and rejecting what we're seeing in front of us as the truth. This is the only way to make it the long hold. This is the only way to inherit what has been promised. How many people in here have promises of God? How many of you have been receiving words from God that, like, you've heard three, four, five, ten times, and you're like, you haven't seen them? You're like, Lord, what's going on here? Okay. Okay, so we all have promises. All of us have promises of God. All of us have the promise of salvation. All of us have the promise mentioned in this word. But God has given each of us specific prophetic promises too. Visions, dreams, things that people have spoken to us. And we want to continue agreeing with these words and, and, and accepting them every time that we hear them. This is going to require great courage. But I want to tell you today, I want to encourage you today, because if you have promises you haven't seen fulfilled, this message is for you. When Joshua was entering the land of promise, God said, Don't be afraid or discouraged. I am with you. And that's what the Lord is saying today. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, once again. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, tells us to imitate those who through faith and patience, Inherit the promise of God. Okay, so we've got to imitate someone. What do we do? How do we imitate? If I'm going to copy somebody, what do I need to do in order to make sure I'm copying them properly? Spend time with them. Look at them. Watch them closely. If I'm doing this, and I say imitate me, only those people that were paying close attention. We'll be able to do what I just did. I'm going to take it up a notch. Watch closely. You're lucky I'm not just calling on people to come and do things. <clears throat> so we've got to watch closely people in the Bible, people in our lives, people throughout history of the church that have done these things that through faith and patience inherited what was promised. And when we hear the word inherit, I want you to think of the word um, 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 uh, enjoy or experience. Because um, if I have, if I've got a rich grandfather, if I've got a rich grandfather and he has put in my name lots of money, I, I'm, I'm, an, I'm the heir of that money, but it's not until it's handed over to me, till I inherit it, that I actually begin to experience and to enjoy that what is legally mine. So it belongs to me, but I haven't enjoyed it yet. My wife, this lady knows how to, through faith and patience, inherit what is promised. She has a funny story that I'm going to share of her cousin and her waiting for a pizza at Domino's. What was it, honey? An hour and a half, two hours for this pizza at there, like carry out, not delivery, carry out. So she, go- <laughs> she goes in, they're waiting for the pizza it takes a little longer than they thought. Oh, it'll be ready in 10 minutes. They wait 10 minutes, still not ready. Oh, it'll be ready in 15 minutes. Still not ready. It 45, 50 minutes starts rolling down. It's still not ready. Aisha gets to this point where she says, "No way, Jose. I am not leaving without a pizza. I've waited too long." Now, me for pizza, I might have said, you know, I'm going to go next door. But she was ready for this pizza. And she was like, "I am determined." And see, when we hear the word patience, we think of, well, we're just going to kind of sit back and wait till it happens. No, there's a determination that I'm going to get my pizza. And she waited and she got her pizza for free. Okay, let's give her a hand for her perseverance. If we can wait for a pizza, if we can wait 14 hours for an In-N-Out burger when it first opened, how much more? Should we, through faith and patience, set ourselves to inherit the promises of God? All right, let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 18. Of all of the examples of people of faith in the Bible that the New Testament describes, um, one of the most important, arguably the most important, um, example that the New Testament constantly tells us about is good old Father Abraham. Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. Thank you, everybody. I'm here all day. No, I'm not. I'm having lunch with my mom. (laughs) So we're going to look at his life. We're going to watch him closely and see how through faith and patience he inherited the promises. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 says this. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations. That phrase is very important. In hope he believed, and so he became. We'll come back to that. The father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about 100 years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. Very important. And gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. So, Abraham. Let's talk about him for a minute. This guy had promises of God. Pretty intense ones. When I say intense, I mean God physically appears to him. (laughs) And says, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do for you. Okay? He said, all the peoples of the earth are going to be blessed through you. That sounds like a pretty awesome promise. He says to Abraham, I'm going to give your descendants the land of Canaan. By the way, get up and move. I know you're 60, but it's time to get moving. You're about to inherit the promises. People in your 60s, you haven't missed it. Abraham just started inheriting his promise at that point in his life. That's good news for all of us. Now, young people, you know, we don't always have to wait till we're sixty, but sometimes so faith faith and patience, right? I'm giving these this land to your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the sea. Oh, these are awesome god i'm i'm I kind of feel like i'm I've missed it. my wife's barren, but you're saying I'm going to have descendants. That's great. Well, you know, since my wife is barren, that might happen, I guess, through one of my servants. So maybe God is saying I'll have spiritual descendants, spiritual babies and grandbabies, and they're going to inherit all this land. And God shows up again. No, no, no. This seed is coming. This child is coming from your body. So, Abraham, awesome. A baby grandbabies. Oh, wait, my wife's barren. I know. I'll go hook up with my servant girl, Hagar, and have have my inheritance through her. And, you know, I say that, but it was actually his wife's idea, Sarah. But I think we should also keep in mind that Abraham didn't argue with her. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. But then... 13 years later, 13 years, Ishmael is 13 years old. So Abraham's been interpreting this promise in one specific way for 13 years. But then God shows up again and says, this child is coming through your wife, Sarah. I will bless Ishmael, but the inheritance is going to Isaac. So when I look at the life of Abraham, we read Genesis 12, 18, 19, 20, so forth throughout Genesis. Um, it's interesting because the, the the scriptures, they honor him as one who kept the faith, but then we look at his life and we're like, man, this guy seems to like make some mistakes once in a while. I mean, the guy pretended that his sister or his wife was his sister so he wouldn't get killed when he went to two different nations. This guy thought the promise of God was going to, passed through one of his servants in his household. Then he thought, oh, no, it's going to come through my seed. I guess um, it'll come through my child through Hagar. Thirteen years, he thought that's how the promise was going to be fulfilled. But God kept showing up in his kindness. God kept showing up in his mercy. He said, no, it's going to come through Sarah. So if, if Abraham is kind of feels like he's stumbling along the way, what did he do that was right? Because we want to imitate the right things that the people in the Bible did, right? I mean, you read some of these stories of these guys' life, and you realize not everything they did is something you want to imitate. But Abraham did something that we do want to imitate. So let's look back at Romans 4, chapter 18. Romans 4, 18 says this. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Say believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it was said to him, so shall your offspring be. Verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Okay, so what did Abraham do? When things looked hopeless, when his situation in front of him said, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. You've tried this, you've tried this, you've tried this. Didn't work, didn't work. He's hearing that day in, day out. But what does he do? He agrees with the word of the Lord. No, God said, the child is coming from me. And he agreed with the word of God. And then when it was promised that it would come through Sarah, he, he looked at his wife and, and he struggled. He fell on his face and it says in the scripture that he laughed at God. God promised him something and he laughed at God. Sarah laughed at God. And so it's like, whoa, what, what isn't, isn't that wavering? No, he had some initial hesitations, but at the end of the day, he's like, okay, like I'm a hundred, my wife isn't much younger. But God said this, and he accepted the word of God. He didn't let what was behind him or what was in front of him or what may come to pass in the negative dictate what he believed, but the word of the Lord. And that's what it takes. That is the faith. That is the patience that causes people to inherit the promises of God. So he did what the good soil people do. He heard the word and he accepted it. And what happened? Sarah had a baby. In believing, in hearing and accepting the word of God, Romans four eighteen says he became the father of many nations. So through believing, he became. Through believing the word of the Lord. You will be a father of many nations. He became the father of many nations. So what did he do? He believed. I want your help this time. What did he do? He believed. And so he... He... And so he... One more time. He... And so he... Amen. So when we believe, when we agree with the word of God in hope, in a confident expectation, that I don't see it right now, the situation looks hopeless, but God said, so I'm going to expect it, I'm going I'm to accept it, and I'm going to declare it and agree with it. So what did, what did Abraham do as he's looking at everything? I believe because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes how? How does faith come according to Romans 10? Hearing. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, the word of God. And so he took what God had said. And you know, God in his mercy, I counted six times in the book of Genesis that God showed up to Abraham to remind him of the promise that he made. And God, in his mercy, he'll continue to visit us with the word. He'll continue to visit us with the promise. And it it can be a scriptural promise. It can be a prophetic promise or a dream that you had. It can be something that someone shared with you. You've gone in in our Saturday prophecy rooms, and you're hearing them, and it's like, wow, this is the seventh time I've heard this word over the past 10 years, and I haven't seen it. But what God is doing in that moment is he's giving you an invitation, and he's trying to help you out. He's trying to say, look, I know what's in front of you is saying the opposite, but my word is still true. My promise is still for you. Are you going to accept it today? Are we going to accept the word of the Lord today, church? Are we going to believe the word of God over our life today, church? Amen. Faith comes by hearing, and we continue to believe no matter what is in front of us, and then we become. So Abraham believed God's promise when it was first made, but he also believed it through the course of time. Time. Things take time. Baby's got to cook in that womb for nine months. Promise comes in. It takes time to mature. It takes time to develop. And you want it mature. You want it developed. You want it healthy. As a mother is carrying a baby, the mother needs to be in the best health possible in order for that baby to be in the best health possible. Amen? And so when we're waiting for this promise fulfilled, the way we get our heart healthy is by continuing, once again, I'm repeating myself a lot for a very important reason, accepting the Word of God. Scripture doesn't really say how old Abraham was when the promises first made, but a lot of time had passed. That was quite clear. The time between Ishmael's birth and then God visiting him again and saying, nope, it's going to come through Sarah, 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. 13 years. Good news is he just had a year left to wait. And I just want to encourage us today, because some of us have been waiting a long time. And I want to encourage you today that God wants to strengthen you to invite you to keep believing His word. God wants to strengthen you and invite you to keep believing His promise. And 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 we've waited this long. It's just like my wife, just like I've waited this long for this pizza. I'm getting my pizza. Faith and patience, faith and perseverance. I've waited this long for the promise of God. His word is true. I want to keep with it. I want to stay with it. So when God keeps repeating a word to us, it's important that we pay attention. Because not only is he trying to help us when things look like the opposite, but he's actually saying, you're going to have to stick with me on this one. It's kind of like a warning saying, hey, guess what? There's going to be some warfare against this seed. There's, the enemy is going to try to snatch this away from you everything around you is going to try to get you to believe otherwise but I am visiting you again saying contend with this word accept this word and hold it um, hold on to it all the way through verse 20 Abraham did not waver he did, he did not weakening in his faith verse 19. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what is promised. And I preached in the past before looking at this passage to really define what faith is. Faith is believing, is fully convinced that God is able to do what he's promised. So when we're fully convinced that God's able to do what he's promised, we can inherit that promise. We stay with it over time. And that God, you're able, you're going to do this. You're faithful. I agree with your word. But we do that over time. And look at this in verse 20. He strengthened, he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. How was his strength faithened? Well, again, Romans 10 says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of Christ. I I think we can assume that Abraham kept this word in front of him. I think we can assume that he kept speaking it aloud. Because it's with our heart that we believe, but it's with our mouth that we confess. So we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth. We agree in our heart, yes, there's a yes in my heart, God, to your word. But then we speak it aloud, we confess it with our mouth. And it releases the power. We must continue accepting the truth of God's word and rejecting what we see with our eyes. Proverbs 4:22 says this, "If you listen closely to my words." Listen. Who's listening? We're a little quiet today. Are we listening? Listen closely to my words. If you listen closely to listen closely to them, don't let them out of your sight. Keep them in front of you. Keep hearing Keep seeing, keep reading, and then keep them in your heart. Keep them in your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and they are health to a person's entire body. We want to keep the words of God in our mouth. We talked last time about Mark chapter 4. Towards the end of the chapter, Jesus is really giving us a clue on how to cultivate that faith, on how to get fully convinced. What does he do? He talks about a farmer sowing seed day and night. Day and night, he's sowing seed. He's sowing seed. He's sowing seed. How the, how the, how the crop comes up, he isn't quite sure. He didn't go to SMU biology program and learn about every little process of the plant coming up. He just did what his dad told him. You keep planting seed, the harvest will come. You keep planting seed, the harvest will come. You keep planting seed, the harvest will come. And what we do when we plant seeds is we agree with God's words, but we speak it out. And there's something about hearing the, the word of God with our own mouth, with our own voice. When we speak it, we release the power of it. Because it's with our heart that we believe and with our mouth that we... Okay, we're going to get some Bible in us today. So what, 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 when we believe, what we believe is what we receive. And if we meditate day and night on things that are contrary to what God has spoken, that's what we start believing. If we, if we pay close attention to the words of the world, to the words of the enemy, to the words of the situation, if we keep those in front of us day and night, and if we keep those in our hearts, that's what's going to spring out of our hearts. So, we want to fill this thing with the word of the Lord. So, if we're looking at our finances, I'm still broke, I'm still poor, I guess God's not going to come through. That's what we get. I'm still sick and tired, that person or that person didn't get healed, I guess God's not going to heal me. That's what you'll get. I keep wrestling with this sin. I haven't had breakthrough in this area. My business hasn't taken off. I, my ministry is, it just isn't going where God said it was going to be. If, I guess this is, I'm going to have to, God's forgotten me. I'm just going to have to figure this out on my own. That's what you'll get. Friends, Mark 11:24. 24, it really, it's a, it's a kingdom law that works both ways. That when you ask for anything in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be done for you. It works on both sides. If we're agreeing with the word of the enemy, if we're agreeing with what the situation is telling us, we're meditating that and keeping that in our hearts, and that's what we're believing that we receive, that's what we're setting ourselves up to receive. You know, and God in his mercy, he will override that many times in our life. He will, we've been agreeing and we've been unbelieving, but he will come up and he will say, look, no, I am faithful. I'm going to do this. And he'll do it. And we're just like, oh, God, I didn't believe you. And you did it anyway. I love you. I love you. And, and he's so good. And I love when he does that to us because what he's doing is he's lifting us out. He's saying, oh, I did it. Now, now stand up. Will you believe me? And, oh, God, yes, I want to believe you, but doubt, fear, unbelief. And he shows up again. Son, will you believe me? Yes, God, I'll believe you. You did it these two times. Even when I wasn't quite there, I was struggling. God, and he does it again, and he wants us to stand strong. So he visits us. He visited Abraham six times. Six times he came to him and said, my word is true, Abraham. I love you, and I'm faithful to my word. And that sixth time, Abraham says, I'm locked in with God's word. And God's inviting each one of you today to lock in with his word. Abraham did not weaken in faith, but he was strengthened in his faith. He kept agreeing, and he kept rejecting what he saw. And then secondly, he gave glory to God. So not only did he accept and declare the word, he thanked God for it. God, thank you that I'm going to have a son It's going to come from my own body. God, thank you that this son is going to come through Sarah and that you're going to give him all of this land that, by the way, was occupied by lots of violent people that were trying to kill him. And God's kind of like, you know, lay low for a little bit. Um <laughs> But but he's declaring it. He's like, all these bad guys around me that like wanna steal my sheep and my wells and all these things. But he's saying, no, God said, my descendants will inherit this land. And he's strengthening his himself in the faith, and he's saying, thank you, God, that it's going to happen. He gives him glory. Thank you, God, that you're going to do it. And that's what we do. We say, God, you said who in the sun sets free is free indeed. Thank you, God, that I am free indeed. God, you said in your word that by your stripes I am healed. Thank you, God, you said you bore my sickness and your body in the cross. Thank you, God, that by your stripes I am healed. Thank you, God, for this breakthrough that you promised in my marriage. Thank you, God, for this promise of breakthrough that you promised in my family, for my family members to get saved, for my business to take off. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We've got to continue accepting and the word of God and rejecting the word of the evil one. Amen. Come on, people. Oh, melanta. I just want to keep shouting. You know, I like get up here, I'm really loud, but honestly, in my prayer time, I'm like really quiet. And meditative, thank you, God, for this promise. So anyway, but sometimes you got to get loud. I told a story recently of my Ph.D. financial aid package. God put put a number in my heart to ask him for. God put an amount. And so I decided to agree with him. I sewed towards it, and I said, God, this is what I'm asking for. Thank you that it's done. This is what I'm asking for. Thank you that it's done. News comes back. Ah, SMU, yeah, we're not sure we've got that amount of money. You know, it it may be, but maybe not. Don't get your hopes up. No, thank you, God. This is how much you put in my heart. This is what you said. Thank you that it is done. they call me back. Oh, well, we got it up a little bit, but not quite that amount that you were, you were asking for. Okay, you know, don't get your hopes up, but I'm going to give it another shot. No, Lord, thank you for this amount. This is what you said. Lord, this is what you said. Thank you that it is done. That next day, email, that amount given to Matthew, SMU, PhD, five years. <laughs> We've got to get this word in our mouths. Everything around us is trying to steal that seed of God's word. But God is true, and every man is a liar. Every situation is a liar. God is true. (laughs) Amen. Okay, let's talk about what this looks like practically. How many of you have promises of God, again, that you've received multiple times? Okay, very good. Now, really it should be everyone because this Bible repeats itself a lot. And if you read it for, like, two days, just keep going, you're going to notice it repeats itself. Um, So, but those of you um, that have had those promises, how many of you have written those down? Okay, actually, uh, quite a number of you. Um, So what do we do? What does this look like practically? How do, through faith and patience, I inherit what was promised? We've got to, number one, write down these promises. Write them down. Write them down print them out. Put them in front of you. Um, When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness about his identity, about who he was called to be, about what he was called to do, he told the evil one, it is written. It is written. It was written in the Bible. He had it. He listened closely to the word. He kept it in front of him. He didn't lose sight of it. He kept it in his heart. And then when the evil one came to take that word, that promise of who he was and what he was called to do, he said, no, this is what is written about me in the word of God. And so we write it down because there are are things in here that apply to each one of us. Scriptural promises that all of us, because we are sons of God through Jesus Christ, we've all received the spirit of adoption. We can all call Abraham even father though we may not be his natural descendants because the true descendants of Abraham are those by faith in Jesus Christ because it is in the seed of Abraham, Jesus, Jesus Christ, that all of the nations, all of the peoples of the earth will be blessed. How many of you are in Christ Jesus today? These promises are for you. These promises belong to you. They legally belong to you because God has said so. The king has decreed it. So we write it down. Write it on a note card. Write it in your journal. Write them on the mirror. I'm not doing this right now, but there was one point I just like all over my mirror were writing out scriptures and promises of God. I drew pictures. And I just like, you know, I just would stand in it every morning. (laughs) for like months. <laughs> and I just like, ah, I'm like absorbing these promises and I'm speaking them aloud. Um, so we want to write these down. And then number two, we want to meditate on them day and night. We speak them aloud. We thank God for them. Lord, thank you that by your stripes, I'm healed. Thank you that as I seek first your kingdom and your right and, and, and your righteousness, all my bills will get paid. I'll have enough food. I'll care. I'll have, an- I'll have the clothes that I need. So we. we. So we, we continue to, we agree with it. And what I've done is I've, you can just type out the scripture as it's written. Um, but you can also just, you need to personalize it. You need it to say, God, this, this promises is for your children, it's for everyone, but it's for me. Psalm 107, it says, Lord, remember me when you show favor to your people, Israel. And so, God, when you speak your promises to your church, those who are in Christ, remember me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We say it. We meditate it on it day and night. And then number three, we carry out any action that the Lord directs us to. Sometimes God says move. God said to Abraham, this is the land you get, but you got to move there. God says you're going to have a son but you need to go have a date night with your wife. (laughs) The Israelites weren't just promised the promised land. They had to move. They had to go in a certain way. They had to listen, listen, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of the Lord. He will direct you in all of your steps. He will lead you in all of your paths. He is committed to you, friends. He is committed to you because he said, this is yours, this is my son, my daughter. I want them to have this. So here's just a couple of one example. I'll just read from mine. I've, I've, kind of, I've kind of knit together a few verses. You might just list out like three to five verses or whatever right now and just say, Holy Spirit, what are you really highlighting right now? What are truths and promises that I really need to be contending for? So I just say, thank you, Lord, that you've, you've forgiven me. You've made me righteous, a new creation. You've washed away all my sins by the blood of Jesus. Ah, I love praying this. I love speaking this out. Why? Because the enemy is the accuser. And he's the condemner. He says, look, you did this. Look, you did that. Look, here's what your past says. But no, thank you, Lord, that you've made me righteous, a new creation. I am washed by the blood of the Lamb. And we just get in. We get those promises um, um, that God has spoken. How do we know which ones to do? Well, I mean, I I started looking up a number of lists of Bible promises. And I just, I mean, I kind of got overwhelmed because some of them are really long. But I started going in, and I'm like, ooh, that one's really good. I'm going to take that one put it on my personal list. Ooh, that one's really good. I'm going to circle it. I'm going to put it on my personal list. Um, and I did it. And then I took prophetic words. So some of you have come through prophecy rooms, or the guy on the mic has called you out, and he said this, said that, and, and you're like, gosh, this is the third or fourth or tenth time I've heard it. Write it down. Oh, my lanta, write it down please, for the love. Because when you write it down and you begin declaring it and meditating on it, day and night, thank you, Lord, this is what you promised to Aisha and I, thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, that Matthew will this. Thank you, Lord, that Matthew will that. We agree with it, we accept it, and then we listen. We, we Our whole life, our whole day, we're like, God, open up, open my eyes to opportunities to see this word come to pass. Okay? So, um, words that we've received multiple times, Um, scriptures that are highlighted to us, but also just a a kind of a clue of what God, the kind of breakthrough God wants to bring in your life is by seeing the area of breakthrough that's not happening in your life. (laughs) I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm worried about bills. What, what do I need to do? I need to get in God's word and really lay hold of those promises. Well, this, this so-and-so said this to me, but it's not happening, it's not happening. That means it's really important to start agreeing. So I've done this in three categories. I've done it with scriptural promises. I've done it with personal prophetic promises. And I've done it with things I feel like God has spoken over the church, over the body of Christ. And, and the Lord said, really, stand with me and agree with me on this, son. Amen? Amen. All right. Um, let's stand. If you've been inspired by this message, We invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.